Welcome to the Community Builder Podcast. The world is our classroom, and every moment is an opportunity to understand human connection at a newer level. On this podcast, we'll explore the minds of active community builders as they strive to leave their imprint on the world. Travis King. Let's build. Before we get started, we would like to thank our sponsor, Cruise Control Music, the ultimate audio branding experience. Cruise Control Music creates custom, authentic sounds and music to showcase your brand identity and is a direct reflection of your vision, goals, and values. If you're looking to start or level up your podcast experience, log on to cruisecontrolmusic.com. Hey guys, this is another episode of the Community Builder Podcast with me, your host, Travis King. And today I'm super excited to catch up with a longtime friend um, from back in high school days. We knew each other, you know, went to similar schools, um, very close by. Um, my friend, Luke Kiss, you know, he's a 26-year-old entrepreneur. Um, he's built a 65,000-member sales organization that produced over $25 million in sales um, in the nutrition products industry. Uh, he's done over a million dollars in his own personal e-commerce business. And this year, he's at a run rate um, that's the highest and biggest year ever for him. So I'm super excited to dive into that with him. And Luke is also very curious, loves to read just like myself, um, explore the way things work, especially humans, in the process of creation. And he's super in love with the game of business, um, which is exactly why I want to have him on this show. Because, you know, you are someone that myself, you know, one, taught me so much about sales when we didn't even know anything about anything, right? You don't know what you don't know is one of the famous lines that we've, you know, both repeated over our heads over and over and over again. Um, and so, yeah, definitely, you know, want to welcome Luke to the show, um, to share his story and his journey with us. So welcome to the show, Luke. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me, dude. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. I'm super excited to, you know, dive in. So I guess let's start for the people that don't know you or might not be familiar with who you are. Like, you know, tell us about, you know, a little bit about what it was like growing up, um, and maybe transition into kind of how you got started as an entrepreneur. And you feel free to touch on whatever pieces of your story you want to leave in, leave out. Um, so this is your show. You can uh, run with it. Yeah. So um, like uh, to keep it kind of like, you know, short as shout out, I could talk about, you know, start till I was one, I guess, technically. But <laughs> I went to uh, I went to college at San Diego State freshman year, uh, dropped out and got into network marketing where I built a really, really big sales team and found like a, just a natural inclination towards all the stuff that you just talked about, you know, like building business, sales, persuasion, college education, and uh, did really well and um, decided to not go back to school. Um, that business was there for, for a while and then it basically blew up in a big way. And um, in it blowing in a big way, I really had to like reassess and test pretty much all of my belief systems and then kind of had a really just a sort of uh, beautiful chance to to like consciously choose all the things that I wanted to think and, you know, choose all of my my belief systems moving forward. And um, I took a lot of time off. I made money in that thing where I didn't have to work. I just lived off of money. Uh, earned, traveled around the world a little bit, did a lot of journaling, a lot of soul searching, went to Asia for a while. Then I got back, got into e-commerce, did over a million my first year in e-commerce. And then after um, after that, I realized like, uh, you know, it's definitely a, a huge opportunity and really it's just business. Like it, to me, like stopped being like online business versus, you know, as like something that, everything is not, I think everything's an online business now. Um, and, uh, you know, I just got more serious on like long-term plays and, uh, you know, just, uh, did that. And now I have a, a, a business in the fitness space. that's really, really picking up steam, a really good uh, product, really good business delivers great results. Um, and it's really coming together. So this year I think will be a, or it, it will, it is a really big year. Um, you know, it's just getting started and then it'll be 
you know, I want to do it again and again and again with other, other stuff. So. Nice, man. That's, that's, that's impressive. Um, and I guess one thing I kind of want to unpack if you don't mind is like what she said about, you know, soul searching, right? Like you said, you, you made the money, you did the things, you took that time off. But like, I guess, could you walk us through some of the things that might've been going through your mind? Because I feel like we're the two people, um, especially in our like age group to where we challenge the status quo often. Right. And like we think differently and we think bigger and just the way our minds work and the way that we feel and experience things just at a different level than some, you know, might not understand. So I guess, could you talk about some of the things that you went through, maybe some of the challenges that you saw and how you went through them and how people might be able to, you know, take some of those learnings and apply them to their own lives? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing was just my belief systems got shattered. And then anytime a big belief system gets shattered, um, if, if it's a fundamental one, like something that you strongly believe, if that breaks down, it kind of just opens up a whole cascade, especially if you've built any portion of your life on top of it, which I had. Um, so, you know, in however form that that is going to take in anybody's life, uh, I think the main thing is just um, being able to change how you think about things and then reassess, recalibrate, and then um, you know, a lot of it was realizing the things that I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking, but they weren't even my own thoughts to begin with, you know, being convicted on things that I was thinking and then thinking I was thinking them and realizing that they weren't even really things that I originated. Um, but it's a gift. I, I forget who says it, but I think, uh, Jeff Bezos or someone's like, um, he, he determines his progress yearly by how many hard-won beliefs he's changed. So how many things he's felt very strongly about that uh, have changed. So really feeling strongly about something and then being able to change your mind is a really unique thing. And I think not too many people do it. Um, there's Alvin Toffler says, uh, the learned of the 20 or the learners of the 21st century will inherit the earth while the learned will find themselves beautifully equipped for reality that no longer exists. So basically the ability to, to change your belief systems um, is the biggest thing that I learned through all that. Yeah. And it's funny too. I'm going to bring you back to the, to the old school days. I remember, I don't know. It definitely was you, but I don't know if it was a Facebook video or a YouTube video, but you used to say, form your own opinion. Yeah. I literally used to hold, like when I would train people and I would learn, I'd, you know, I would stick away from it because you know what happens when you form your opinion then people can judge you. Right. Yeah. And so like, that's one thing that you taught me is to form your own opinion. This is when we were like 19, right? Yeah. Like we didn't even know anything, but we formed a certain belief that we were going to be millionaires. Like we weren't stopping until we got it. Yeah. Yeah, I think the big thing with like forming your own opinion on things is learning doesn't happen through um, like learning happens when you decide on something and then you act on what you've like hypothesized, what you've come up with. And then it's in the result of the action, you your consciousness interacts with what takes place. And then in that space is the learning. So if you don't form your own opinion on whatever it is you're doing, um, it's going to be tough for sure. Yeah, no, totally. And I guess that kind of segueing into something, another topic that I wanted to touch on um, in terms of like, you know, different communities, right? Like we were, you know, part of the, you were part of the Garnet Valley community. I was a part of the Concord community. You're part of the San Diego State community. I was in the Moravian community. So now being, you know, going down this journey of entrepreneurship, like what sorts of communities are you, do you find yourself interacting with or a part of? Entrepreneurs. Uh, to be honest, I don't, uh, you know, I, I, I protect my energy and I protect how I'm thinking. And if you're coming from a place where you're trying to do really big things, you are officially an alien to most people and the things that you say are just not going to align with how they're thinking. Um, I was just talking to one of my friends earlier. I was like, you know, the hardest thing about making a few hundred thousand dollars a month online is wrapping your mind around the fact that it's not actually that hard to do. Cause if you're around a lot of people who are, you know, just stuck in the, in the day to day and just kind of like, I used to say like, you know, go with the flow and, 
never realize that the flow is not where you want to end up. And, you know, they're working for a year to make 70 grand. The idea that you cannot have an office, not have, you know, inventory, you know, not have a huge staff and have a, you know, six figure monthly cash flow business is absolutely nuts. So I don't, I don't, I don't spend time with too many people, to be honest. I spend time with the people that I choose to spend time with, people that I think are going to benefit me, support what I'm thinking, um, you know, give me positive feedback in my own mind. And then I spend most of my time doing it alone and I spend uh, or with my team and then in books and in like a positive content. So I read a lot and I, 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 uh, I read a lot and I learn a lot. Uh, so that's where I spend my time. Nice. And in terms of like books, like what's what are some of the books that you've recently read? Like the name, like what are the last two books you've read? Um, so I've been reading uh, the Awakened Imagination by Neville just mm. again, and um, I've been reading chapters four, fourteen, and seven every single morning for quite some time now by uh, Wallace D. Waddles, Science of Getting Rich, chapters four, fourteen, seven, and then I'm also reading The Power of Awareness. Um, so like, I'm really big into trying to understand like the creative process and getting my mind up on that kind of stuff really helps me to, um, to think really clearly and then have like potent ideas. And then if I ever need anything that's like, like copywriting or whatever, you know, but right now that's for sure the phase that I'm in. Nice. And I like that too. And, and I love, and I really want to point out that. I don't know if you guys picked it up, but Luke pointed out a couple of chapters in a book that he's revisiting. And I really want to touch on that because I often find myself getting at odds when I hear people like, oh, I read a hundred books this year. And I'm like, how? How? And then I'm like, oh, wait, like, it's the same thing, right? You know, people that speed through life, they get the lackluster results and they don't ultimately end up where they want to be. And if you just take your time and even that like extra one or two seconds to focus and really comprehend and form your own opinion around an idea, a concept, a method, a framework, you can then use that way more and you can be more versatile, kind of like Batman, right? You're just adding different tools to your tool belt. So I, I really like that you, you really focus on, you know, what you're intaking and, you know, being selfish with your time, because that's one thing that I've had to learn more recently is like, people are like, oh, do you want to go grab drinks? And I'm like, uh, can't guys, I literally have an hour to do this. 20 minutes to talk to my parents and then I have an interview and then I got a plan for tomorrow. Like mm -hmm. that's just the, the reality of what's happening. And then you find yourself like you slowly start to distance yourself from people that were with you your whole life. Right. And um, I think that's one thing that now as we we're getting older, we're, we're getting this like new dose of experiences to where we're seeing the kids that are like nine, 10 years old talking about like, I don't know what the same way we did. So it's all now happening again. And now it's taking that knowledge and wisdom, packaging it up, taking the lessons and then applying them to your next thing, which you're doing a great job of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the main thing with uh, like information gathering is useless. So people reading books, books are missing the entire point. Um, nothing in your conscious mind makes any difference in your results. So even if you can like, I mean, you can get incremental shifts by having knowledge that's like, you know, uh, functional, functional knowledge. That's important to a degree. Um, but the big thing that you need to work on changing is your habitual behavior, which is your subconscious mind, because 95% of your behavior is habitual. So most people think that they're in control and they think that they're thinking and they think that they're deciding what to do, but their decisions and their thoughts are residual chain reactions that have been formed and are now ingrained in their subconscious mind that they pretty much have no control over. 95% So the whole concept with uh, reading the same thing over and over again every day for months or even a year is that the way you change the subconscious, which is the part of your mind that controls your habitual behavior, is one of two ways, either deep emotional impact or constant space repetition. So, um, the, the repetitive, uh, immersion is the constant space of It's holding a thought in your conscious mind 
for a long enough period of time in situations where you're interacting with life over time to what actually changes how you interact with life and then changes you and then changes your result. So that's why you do it for, for long periods of time. Got it. And for those who might have gotten lost, uh, in my world, I will equate that to downloading a program on your subconscious mind that teaches you, not even teaches you, that you automatically, like the same way that you brush your teeth every morning, you think about waking up and going to the gym and getting that workout in before the day starts, getting that quick win, and then starting your day at six o'clock on the grind versus waiting till 10 o'clock to get your brain going. So it's like those sorts of tweaks. Yeah, that's I think. perfect, perfect metaphor. Thanks. Um, and I, I just got done reading the, um, oh my God, the 5 a.m. What is that? It is the 5 a.m. Club by Robin Sharma. Um, and one of the big things there was that, you know, he basically said, look, like, I learned by getting up early that you can be a part of the elite. And if you spend, you know, from five to six, the first 20 minutes, you know, focusing on getting that work in, getting that workout, getting that quick win, you know, the second, you know, 20 minutes from 520 to 540, focused on, you know, reflection, like realize, you know, what did you accomplish? What were you grateful for? Um, and take that time to reflect. And then the, the, the third phase of that is the 540 to six o'clock where you focus on, you know, growing, right? Like what sort of new content do you want to learn? So you mentioned that, you know, you're looking to take it to the next level this year. So it's like, hmm, well, maybe in Luke's morning, he might build in, you know, what does having a hundred million dollar business look like? So he can start to build the frameworks for how he might need to operate or set up at the next level. So it's like those sorts of things that once you start to, you know, form the habits, it's normal. It's mm -hmm. no longer, man, I had to wake up at five. It's like, oh boy, like, I woke up at five for the last 66 days and now it's programmed into my mind that now this is just how I operate. So mm -hmm. I, I definitely love that. And I guess one question too, while we're on that topic, like what sorts of habits do you have built into your days to kind of help you stay on track and, um, you know, get, get things going. It's exactly that. So I wake up early. Um, I don't have an alarm clock. So I wake up in between five or six and that depends on if I go to bed at, you know, nine or 10, basically. So I just sleep for till I wake up, which is about seven hours every single night. Um, I have a morning routine that I do every single morning. It's the same exact thing, um, which is wake up, drink water, do like some gratitude type of work, meditation type of work, you know, uh, pretty much exactly what you just said. And then, um, Except it's more thinking about twenty thousand dollars a day rather than a hundred million. Uh, and then I take—I uh, don't look at my phone, so I don't have any notifications anyway, or any social media accounts, or I don't drink or smoke anymore. Um, but I will take chapter or signs of getting rich without looking for my phone. I'll ask Siri what the weather is so I know what to put on. And then I go down to my first floor lobby where there's a coffee machine and it's like a nice uh, like hotel kind of uh, area. And I'll just take the book, read, uh, and then read 4, 14, and 7, one time, two times, sometimes. Um, and then you know, all kinds of different orders and shit like that. And then I will... Uh, come upstairs, do work. I'll work until typically about one. Um, and then I'll read and I read and do more mindset stuff. Um, and then I will typically go for a walk, um, and do mindset stuff while I'm going for a walk and then I'll come back, uh, work more and then work out and then come back and then um if there's any more work to do do more work um and if not uh there always is i'll either work more i will uh, read a little bit and then i will write down what i need to do the next morning and then go to bed read and then go to bed and then i'll mix in some like breathing and obviously food and stuff like that Got it. So it sounds like a lot of internal thinking is happening over there. 
Yes. I spend more of my time. I, I spend a lot of time doing, but I, I spend equal parts doing and thinking right now with the bias towards thinking, but I, I want to, you know, get it to about equal and it's all different. It's all different. Uh, right now I'm in a transition where I need to up my ability in bringing in uh, people to my business so I can scale it more. Uh, so for the last week I've been like figuring out how to do that. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's exactly on my, my next topic. It's, you know, talking about the shifts and a couple of different things. So one of the topics that Robin Sharma talked about a lot in the 5am club was, you know, the idea of like mindset, right? It's, it's only a piece of the equation. It's only 25% of your whole, you know, your whole being, right? So there's, in his eyes, there's mindset, there's heart set, there's soul set, and there is health set, right? So four different pillars. So um, could you talk to us about some, I guess, like what are some of the things that you're noticing in your mindset of like, oh, I need to start hiring people to scale versus maybe the loop that was like, oh, this is a solo one-man shop. Like what are some of the things that you're noticing that you have to like learn or do? Um, the things that I have to learn to do is just whatever, whatever is required at that moment in time. Um, you know, so I think it's dynamic. I think you can get to the business that I have is complex. It's complex to, a, to a certain degree. Um, you know, I think a, a million dollar business or, or even a, a few million dollar business online with one product, um, and with, uh, especially if it's a physical product, you don't have any customer community. We have customer communities that we're building. Um, I think a physical product or like even a single info product to seven figures, one man show, no problem. Um, and, um, you know, obviously if it's a more complex thing, then got to hire people right now. I, I know that my strength is in the higher level thinking and like identifying like, good strategic moves that have, you know, impact on the business. And I, I know a lot more things that I can do right now. So I am conscious of like a ton of different leverage points that I alone cannot handle. And uh, with the internet businesses, there's almost like a never ending amount that you can be doing. And it's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. So the main thing with hiring is to make sure that I keep, we can scale, obviously. Um, we can do more things, scale, obviously. And, um, and then keep my, my headspace and my energy where it's most effective. Got it. I think that's so important because a lot of times, I, this is something that I had to learn over the, the course of the last five years is that like me as like a human, like you said, like you're, strength is the higher strategic level thinking and that's where i've been my whole life right but i didn't know that in certain modes that you're not allowed to think like that and it's not acceptable to think like that and so um one you know big lesson it's like yo if you want to think like that like you're probably gonna have to be your own boss yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. i mean the thing about the thing about like that is um, you need to obviously do the thing first. So it's not like I haven't been in all of the detail and it's not like I don't understand it all at a granular, granular level, at least for everything that I'm hiring out right now, I've, I've literally done it all. So I really know how to hire and then more important than just hire, uh, identify if the person that I'm hiring is doing a good job. Um, so yeah, I mean, for sure, for sure. A traditional job, I don't think thinking for yourself is typically welcome. Right. And it's interesting because I'm also in a company right now where it's completely the opposite. It's like, it wants you to think for yourself. And it's it's a testament, honestly, to the leadership because in a lot of organizations, like employees that think like entrepreneurs usually get exiled. And that's just the way that it is, right? If you think too much different thoughts, you think too big, people get, you know, frightened they feel scared or threatened or whatever the case is we can go down that there's hundred stories for it um but it happens to everybody so i think that like being able to like think like that and stick you know down your path is definitely the right way to be um and i guess uh segueing into um the next thing unless you have anything else to add on that no 
Cool. Um, so like the, the, one other thing I've always been, you know, interested in, especially with someone like yourself that always thinks so big, right? Like you're in the e-commerce business and not just the e-commerce business, you're in the e-commerce business in 2019, right? So this is a different landscape than ever, right? And so um, could you talk to us about some of the, you know, upcoming trends or the ones that you, you know, either feel comfortable sharing an opinion about, you know, whether it's human behavior or entrepreneurship, e-commerce, um, consumer trends, you know, whatever it is that you, you feel free sharing um, with yeah. everyone. So human behavior is not a trend. Uh, <laughs> so human behavior is all based off of, you know, the same things I think always will be. How it's exposing itself as far as like what platform it's exposing itself on, I guess that shifts. But, you know, human behavior hasn't shifted. People's attention spans have gotten shorter, stuff like that. But human behavior is human behavior. Psychology is pretty much psychology. Um, and, uh, you know, people go towards what they want and they go away from what they don't want. Um, and everybody wants more. And if you can give them more, you know, they're going to go towards you. So, um, that's with human behavior. Um, the cognitive biases are still the cognitive biases. They always, they always will be the cognitive biases. Um, right. As far as trends go, I think that it's becoming increasingly appealing for, uh, for transparency. Um, so for people to be able to understand like the entire fulfillment that's taking place behind the company, um, number one. Number two, I think that it's becoming less transactional. So people are getting involved in for, uh, uh, you know, reasons that exist in their mind far off of the actual application of the product. So like identification reasons, you know, buying into a brand gives them a sensation of belonging, gives them a sensation of feel, uh, community and gives them, a, you know, a identification with the things that your brand in their mind represent. I think everything's moving in that direction. Um, you have to be valuable. I think that um, you, know, you could get away with like uh, more transactional, disconnected stuff, and people still do. But I think uh, obviously long term and where everything's heading is you need to be delivering, you need to be over delivering. Um, and then typically now you really need to be delivering before you're selling, where right? I think because of how much less crowded the internet was probably five years ago, which is like, when I first was getting involved, run ads, run pages. Now Amazon is huge. Space. You get anything that they want that's a commodity for a cheap price. You can't beat Amazon on price. You can't beat them on shipping time. Um, so the only thing you can beat them on is by decommoditizing yourself, becoming a brand. So I think it's, um, I think that that is, uh, that's pretty much it. Nice. And I think that's, that's super important because I think, you know, the, the, the thing about human behavior, it's just like, it's the same story. Right. And that's why I love reading as well. Right. You learn all the lessons from other people, take it from your own opinion and apply it to the contextual environment that you're currently living. And also understanding the context of like where you want to go. So I think that it's such a super important thing to realize like, Hey, like be aware that some stuff just doesn't change in other ways. You got to adapt. Yeah. Nice. And then uh, you, you spoke about, um, you know, not having any social media. Um, and so like, I'm definitely curious, like, how do you stay grounded? Um, like, obviously, staying off of social media is something that, yeah. you know, most people can't even fathom, right? Like, I yeah. took it off from, I went on the, I went to Florida, uh, just got back. And from Friday until like, literally yesterday, I wasn't even, I like turned them off. I did the like, do not disturb mode. And it was crazy because like, even when I got back, I didn't miss anything. But I was just disconnected, and I was like, "Yo, nah, you were connected, bro. You weren't disconnected." I, yeah, so yeah. I was connected, but I was disconnected in the normal normal scheme. So, could you talk to us a little bit about how you stay grounded and like what that's like? Because you've been out of it since October nineteenth of twenty eighteen was your last Instagram post. Yeah, and I'm like, "Yo, like for for the most for most of the people that might not know, but like if you go to Instagram." And you scroll through the Discover feed and you see people doing the stuff that Luke's talking about what he's doing. They're boasting off how much they're making. They're boasting off their cars. They're boasting the travel. And it's like the same thing. I've traveled more this last year, but I didn't feel the need to share it. Right. It just was for me and my memories with my girlfriend and my family and her family. And that's like, 
something that like the value of that, I'm like, yo, like you need to tell people about this, especially us, because our friends are the ones that are infected. Like they're the ones that can't get out. Like some of my friends, bro, I can't literally get a hold of them unless I go to their DMs. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, all right, like, it's time for you to move. Yeah, it's time for you to move on. And that's that's what I'm starting to do. And it's like you you make new friends, you grow. And so, yeah, could you talk to us about being grounded? I went on a little rant. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, I mean, you hit it right on the head, though. Like, I've, you know, you're getting connected when you're not doing that stuff. You're not getting disconnected. Um, so... I mean, I am pretty grounded because I don't do any of that stuff. Like, I don't, I don't, I haven't drank in a few months. I haven't smoked weed in months. I don't think I'm going to smoke weed again. I don't think I'll drink until I have at least a $10 million business, which I probably should be able to do next year. But like, I'm not, I'm not in a frame where I'm doing a lot of things that are going to get me ungrounded. So because of that, I end up grounded. Um, so with the social media, I mean, I just, I have killed my newsfeed on my Facebook, so I don't see anything. And then YouTube, I have, you know, no, I have uh, the kill the suggestions thing, so I don't get any suggestions. And really what it comes down to is, um, is I think two things. The main thing for me is that your ability to control your thinking is a hundred percent and you can be unconsciously competent and still get results but your results are directly correlated with how you're thinking about things and in order to do things in a certain way you need to be able to think in a certain way and i think any sort of external compulsion impressed on your mind that you do not have control over if you're trying to direct your thought is never going to be good um so Right there, number one, done. Um, number two, it literally hardwires your brain for dopamine and for um, for really quick thinking, which is like the antagonist of success. Like, like success, you need to be able to focus on one thing for a long period of time. And like you, you read the book Deep Work, it takes like two hours, hours to get into a point where you're like, in the flow like and what's happening with me i'll do like three-day fast i did cold water exposure all through the winter time where i was going in the river every single day and it was 27 degrees and i'm sitting there and i'm just dominating my fucking my mind and my will and then what that does it allows you to 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 focus you know period end of story and when you have shit ringing and dinging and you're sitting down and you know, you're getting into it. Oh, where, where I was going with that is like, I'll get to a state where I like almost black out. Like I'll just sit there and then like four hours later, I'll be like, <laughs> so, and that's when you get your best work done. All it takes is one email and all it takes is when you're on your way into taking it, if you need to take it to the level and boom, you're back out and you're up on the same level. And then if you're, you know, you can't win if you're focused on other people, period, end of story. You're not going to win big if you care about other people's shit. Because if you're winning big, you're, you can't care about other people. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's yeah. impossible, bro. It's yeah. impossible. No, that makes sense. I, I feel like this is, you're going to laugh at this. So I don't know if you can see, but you, you can kind of tell from the pages, right? There's a lot of stuff on here. Yeah. So it's funny you brought up deep work. So that what I was showing you, I went to a deep work session for four hours to see how long I could go. And I basically broke down my podcast process. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten pages of deep work notes. And that took four hours. Right. But the contents of it, like I'll, I'll send you some pictures of it. I, I made it like a Twitter post about it, but the contents of it blew my mind. I literally was just like, I got out. I was like, babe, don't bother me. I'm going into deep work for a little bit. Like when I get back out, I'll let you know. And I like timed myself. I literally tracked. I was like starting at 938. I got out at like, it was like 1 a.m. or something. And it was just like my podcast process distilled from my brain, listening to music, literally. I used a framework 
put the music on and went and got up and was like, all right, you know, when your brain, it's like, you're, you just don't run out of gas. Your brain is just like, yeah, no, you're good. You're done. But get back to this when the time is there again. Mm-hmm. So definitely, definitely really like that deep work by Count Newport because it's one of those books that's, it's timeless, right? Like 10 years from now, it's still going to be, you know, can you get into deep work? And what I find too, in the, 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 the professional world, right? Like the normal day to day of like 90% of America, most of the meetings and the Slack notifications, but like people can't find me at work, yo. <laughs> like if they're going to find me, they have to get me offline. Cause like I, I'm like, nope, do not disturb. I'm in my stuff or I'm in meetings. And when I'm in meetings, I don't like have my laptop up. I have my notebook and I have my pencil, which I had this whole time with you. I wasn't, you know, it's just, it's so much better. I don't know. It's more fun, right? Like, why would you want to miss out on this? And and now it starts to make sense when you hear people like Gary Vee say like, oh man, like this is what I do. Like the the person that people see is the the hobbyist. Like that's the knitter. Like, I think people get that twisted. They think that Gary Vee is like being this thing. And I'm like, dude, Gary Vee just loves business so much that he just puts out content about it 24 seven. Yeah. And he's in a completely different, he's in a, he's in a place where some guy with a phone, like, you know, it's just not, it's not the same. It's, it's a whole different fucking reality. Like, you know, one guy's got a huge team that can just film him and he has to do nothing different other than nothing different. Nothing, bro. You know, he has all of the systems in place that produce it. So, Whereas, you know, one kid who has never built the business before and then tries to film himself, spends all of his fucking energy trying to film himself and doesn't get anything done. Bro, I'm like, yo, I did that. <laughs> and I was like, I had to learn that I don't have to record everything. But now... What's crazy is he's over there telling people to do it. So that's exactly why I wanted to bring this up is because I have people now asking me, Yo, how did you start a podcast? Mind you, I had a full-time job, like all this stuff. And I'm like, bro, from the hours of 6 p.m. to whenever I fell asleep for the last year, you can ask anybody. It's like, yo, like where was Trav? Not doing that. He was working on this podcast. Um, and like even the moments where I did slip up or did something, it's like, yo, like those moments I needed to ground me to be like, yo, that's not where you need to spend your energy. And then even looking back at the, you know, the last year, I went into it not knowing anything about something, which you can, I'm sure you can relate to. You dive into it. You're like, what is e-commerce? And then you just start at the top and you're like, what are the pillars that I need to know? And who are the people I need to learn from to get the best information possible to succeed at this mission? Mm-hmm. And you, what do you do? You go read the books of the people who did the things, form your own opinion, and you start executing. You might've tripped up. Like how many times did you, actually, this is a good question. What were some of the biggest mistakes when you got started in um, the e-commerce world? Um, it's not a, a long time ago. It's not a good example. I mean, my friend. I know. I know because you were probably like, I, you, you did the MJ from the free throw line. It was like, yeah. <laughs> I all right, right off the rip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My one of my first, I think my first month trying, I had a like a forty thousand dollar month or something like that with like twenty two thousand dollars net, but the product wasn't that good, and um, it it you know people people took that product and then sold millions of dollars of it, but I have you know I'm like I'm not gonna sell something that's not really good, um, and then I just did another thing and it was uh, I'd say the biggest. I don't know, dude. I see. Here's the thing. I don't look at it like it was. I don't even frame it up like. I don't even frame it up like that. I just look at it it's like, all right, I got that from that. All right, I, I got that from that. And then you know, it's all part of why I'm thinking how I'm thinking now. I don't even. I don't even. So I don't even put it in another lane. I would tell you right now, the business that I'm in, we have gone through more iterations than you know, most people could handle, like, you know, without question to get it to the point that it's at. Um, we've gone through more iterations in messaging. I've spent more times redesigning the same thing. We've, we've filmed the same sales video 
you know, in different variations, 75 times, uh, you know, they're all 300 slides long. We've changed the price point a million, you know, we've, we've, we've tried everything you can think of, like, you know, and then, but here's the thing in doing that, I now consciously comprehend entirely why what is happening is happening and like what the things that made the difference were. So, um, I mean, failure is just part of it, dude. I don't even, I don't even look at failure as a, as like a, I don't even, I don't even look at failure as most people associate the word. I expect, I expect for things to not work. I Can you say that one more time? I expect for things to not work. Like I, I don't anticipate being able to do something right away. I anticipate screwing it up, gaining feedback, and then iterating until I can. Right. And I think that's important because I feel like I accidentally got to a great answer because it's one of those things where now, like even I had a similar experience today, not as uh, similar experience today where people were like, oh, you have like this, this interview, this mock thing, like it's going to be so nerve wracking. It's going to be stressful. And I was just like, it's just a time to learn. I'm like, this is like another episode of my podcast. Like, what do you mean? Like, this is another at bat. It's my first at bat with a real audience, right? So in my head, I'm approaching this like I'm in game time mode. Like, I only need to know two things before I get on the call. And from there, you just do you. And yeah. I take the feedback from it and I'll learn. 100%. <laughs> and I think that's that's exactly why I'm just like, that's why exactly why I want to have you on. Because like the way that you think... It's just, it's so similar to me. And it's just like, yo, when you can connect with people who think like you, everything just starts to make sense. Because in the years that even we were, yeah. Because like even the years we were part of, and then we connected recently. And I was like, man, like I had moments where I thought I was crazy and this and that. And I was just the years like, nah, bro. It's just like everyone's on their different path, on their different journeys at different stages. And it's like, you got that. And this was like, I don't know, seven months ago. But like, I still was figuring that out. And yeah. now you get to a place to where everything just makes sense. And like, there's no such thing as failures. It's just an abundance mindset. And I'm pretty sure you also put out a video on that like five years ago or something like that on YouTube, about having an abundance mindset and having, you know, just a different way of thinking about it. And I think that's such a valuable thing, especially for our generation. Cause like everyone's scarcity, like, Oh, who's got the newest, hottest Supreme backpack. I'm like, uh, what, what is Supreme? <laughs> Yeah, you're missing the point, you know, like, yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a frame of mind where I don't even give a fuck about <laughs> any of that shit. And I was like the epitome of Bro, I, yeah, I was the guy buying the shit, but I, here's the thing. I took it to the point where I was like, this is all fucking stupid. Now all I want to do is win. And here's the thing. If you have, if you have somebody who's, who's building the same exact business as me, but they're taking their money out of the business and they're looking cool with it and they're buying nice shit with it. And I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm pushing money back into the business, even if I'm losing short term, which is where my frame is right now, you will never beat me. Like you can <laughs> beat me in that frame of mind. Any good entrepreneur is thinking how I'm thinking in that sense where it's like, like I'll spend as much money as I can on ads today. I will put everything back into the business today. I will even lose money today. If in the long term I'm going to have more money. It's like, if you want to be rich long term, you need to not have any money short term. If you want to like Jeff Bezos, he built his business on, on where they showed no profit. And his whole thing is like, you know, he would go into the water with his competitors and money's like the oxygen supply and he would just stay underwater until they all drowned, right? So if they're spending their money on the fucking Louie and this and that, and then you're able to out buy them in media, guess what? You win. Um, you know, so yeah, that frame of mind is, is so important. And, you know, like it's, uh, I want to win, you know what I mean? And for me, a win is building really strong companies that impact people positively. That's what gets me excited. A car doesn't get me excited. I know I'll have every single car that I want. I know I'll have all of the nice shit that I want. I know I'll have all the houses that I want, but what I'm focused on building is that. 
is, is providing value to the market a hundred percent and in doing that better than my competition and knowing that in doing that I'm building a big business, you know what I mean? And then, and like I said, like short term, you want long term, you want a lot of money. Short term, you can't. You long term, you want to buy everything. Short term, you can't buy anything. Long term, you want freedom. Short term, guess what? You got to be disciplined. You can't have freedom. Uh, long term, you want to enjoy life, be healthy. Guess what? Short term, you can't go get fucked up all the time and eat shit food. So it's like it's 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 like the opposites. If you want that down the road, right now, no. Right. It's patience, man. That's, that's one thing I think early on, I'm sure it's something that our parents instilled in us, which I think it's a whole other episode, which I'm sure we could go down. Um, but it's like the way that we were brought up and I don't know, some that just is telling me that like your parents instilled some sort of patience and discipline in you to where now it's just a normal habit, right? Like we were disciplined playing sports since we were like six, right? Like it's the second you could do a sport, you did it. So like we learned that early on and like, it's funny because you hear the, the, oh, I want to hire athletes. And like when we're in that frame of mind, you're like, everyone wants to hire athletes. Like we're good looking, we're strong, we're fast, we're smarter. We can think on our feet, we're whatever else you want to call all the athletes, right? But like most people really don't get it. Like when you perform at an elite level, there's just something else that is driving you. It's not the external things. It's just like energy inside where when you hit that flow state with a team, it's something that I can't even describe. Like, you know, what it's like, like winning a state championship or being like, you know, that person who's really good at something. And like you said, like, I won't lose. Like literally if, if we went up against each other in anything, we both would probably get to the point where our bodies would die because that's just how we are. I and, <laughs> and I'm like, I do the same thing. And so it's like, those are the types of people that I want to be around with. Right. And it's like, yo, bro, like how, like, that is what I want to, to, you know, to get out of this for people. It's like, yo, like you have to start focusing on different things to get different results. Right. It's like, what, what, what was one of the things, uh, insanity was a huge quote that like the insanity quote was something that was huge back in the day. Like the, the um, like the Bob Proctors and yeah. So it's like, all that stuff is like now that it was ingrained in us in our early states where we were leading the blind almost in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but we knew where we were going. We just didn't have the right vehicle to get there. And now, you know, spending a couple of years just figuring out stuff, you now found your vehicle, you hopped in and now it's like, what's next? It's like yeah, that. Uh, I'm very clear. This is the vehicle. Everyone's in their own vehicle. Period. End of story. And then everything is going to, is going to form into how, your idea of how you are and what you will do is whatever that is, is what you're operating from. And then everything around it is going to fill the image and everything that's happened up to this point is, has gone off of that entirely. So yes. Nice. And, and yeah, and I guess, uh, kind of wrapping up stuff. Um, I know we kind of talked a little bit about what's next. So I guess I'll leave this to you to like either freestyle it and, you know, chat about something that's either top of mind um, or, you know, you can close it out and let people know where to, you know, if they want to talk to you or not, whatever the case is. Um, just cause I know, man, like the main reason why, again, I wanted to have you on is one, you know, we went way back and to see like where we've gone down our different paths and to see, you know, what you've grown into and just share the messages because I think they're so strong and that more people need to hear them because like I, when I went through these things that you also went through, or similarly, at least in my story, in my narrative, right? Mm-hmm. Um, these are the things that I had wished someone talked about before. Mm-hmm. It's like when you were going through that darkness, bro, like there were some days where you were like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Like, I don't know what's happening. I, no one can get this. And it's just like, you know what? Like you put yourself through the pain and now you flip that pain into positivity and that energy is now what you fuel yourself with every single day. And you literally don't need any external factors. All they do is amplify your potential and make you even stronger. So mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely, I was super excited, you know, when he said like, yes, to, you know, hopping on and it's just like a, a testament to, you know, the hard work you put in. And, and also for everyone, like, we are not like overnight successes, right? Like this, all Luke and I, like we had to put in the work to get here. So um, for all of you that, you know, might be like, oh, like, 
he does the e-commerce thing. He just, you know, put a thing on Amazon and didn't like go through it. And it's like, yo, like, I don't even have time to talk oh, to yeah, you or think that, about that. <laughs> that worked because yeah. I'd already done 25 million in sales and ate shit and understood. Right. So, you know, then you just had to click buttons and put it in a different format, but that wouldn't have happened without that education before it. Exactly. Cool, man. But yeah, this has been such a pleasure. Um, uh, I don't know if there's any like last thoughts or anything else you want to share before I you know hit the recording, then we can kind of wrap up and debrief real quick. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I mean, if anybody's listening that knows more than they're acting upon, I would say, one of the the quickest ways to make yourself feel better is just to begin acting upon the things that you're thinking about and the things that you think, you know, Uh, especially if you've been in anything that's expanded your mind. Uh, You know, you've seen more money, you've seen new ways. Once the mind has been expanded, it it cannot go back. It never will go back. So um, something that's helped me a lot is just doing the things that I knew and uh, I think most people know a lot more than they're acting upon right now. Um, so, you know, just whatever you know, act on it and, uh, and then start there. And then obviously, you know, you have to have belief in yourself and belief in your ability to do whatever it is that you're doing. And um, it's a muscle. You, know, you got to feed the belief. Um, you know, when you say you're going to do stuff, you don't do it. You fall down the self-esteem ladder. but just as quickly, maybe even faster, when you start doing stuff and they're saying you're going to do stuff and then start doing it, you go right up the other way. So yeah, you know, find the belief, block out anything that's uh, that's getting in the way of it. And um, yeah, focus on that stuff. You know, it's not Facebook ads, it's not Shopify, it's not a podcast, it's not any of that. It's how you... Um, feel and think about yourself and your own capabilities. Um, you will never go beyond how you think and feel uh, about yourself and your capabilities. So if you, if you start to shift that, everything else will change. Thanks for listening to the Community Builder Podcast. If you received an ounce of value from this podcast, share it with your friends. Oh yeah, don't forget to leave me a five-star review. I need those. Remember, each perfectly laid brick moves you one step closer to building your community.